Welcome to the Xbox Podcast. If you are a new or returning listener and or viewer, welcome. This is it, the official podcast from Xbox. We drop it every Friday on YouTube, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, all your finer podcast services. Anyway, every Friday we get it new. You can like, subscribe, and you can tune in and see not just me, but these three lovely people as well. We've got Jeff over there on your left and Rebecca over there on your right. How are you guys doing? I'm very afraid to make a face because it might be your screen grab for the, you know, the frame for the episode. Last well, week you, really, you did me pretty dirty, Larry. I was like, yeah, honestly, both of us, we were both kind of like, well, you've, well, that, 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 <laughs> Jeff has always, Jeff has, Jeff has very, um, is very clear about, carefully. he's very clear about thumbnails. And every Friday or Saturday, I'll get a text. Hey, can we do this better? So uh, you want reaction thumbnails because that's what YouTube loves. That's what I gave them. So that's you asked. Right. I delivered, Jeffrey. Maybe yeah. You know what? You, you just asked need to make about. better faces, Jeff. <laughs> I'll try. Well, uh, you know what you asked about? You asked. Uh, you uh, nay challenged me. Yes. To do the show on a treadmill last week. Are you and, on a treadmill? Uh, are you? Let's start that <laughs> out. We're doing it. We're doing it. Here we go. Oh my gosh. I've got a I've got it under I've got the full treadmill desk thing going. Now I don't know. I, we, we can't really see it, so we don't know what's going on, but I'm gonna trust you. You want me to this. turn the camera on? I mean, no, 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 don't, don't do this. Don't oh, I'll, <laughs> we need proof. All right, so I can you start it now so that at the end of the show we can kind of give a you've gone, you know, half a mile, ten miles, a kilometer. Yeah. 15 feet, whatever. Do you want me? Yeah. Okay. I'm going at a brisk 2.1 miles per hour. Okay. Well, there I'm you totally going to fall and land in this. That's TV. it. Welcome to I'm the good. show, everybody. It's uh, awesome to see you. Rebecca, how are things in New York? They're good. Um, I don't think I could fit a treadmill in my apartment, but uh, I'm quite jealous of Jeff's new uh, achievement that he's unlocked here by it's, podcasting while on a treadmill. <laughs> well, you don't know this, but he's very dedicated to his uh, his workout regime. So I'm going to make sure that he... Uh, you could you could oh, obviously tell conditioned that. Conditioned athlete, huh? It's, uh, yeah. I can tell. Uh, it's more like I'm tall, so the weight has a lot of space to distribute itself uh, on. So it, it mm. helps. We but the worst thing was like coming out of COVID where I stopped going to the gym entirely and people were like, you look good. And I'm like, what? How? How? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you, you, do, you do look good. Anyway, you're going to look even better after this no. show because you're going to have two and a half miles or something like that behind you. Who knows? So we'll, uh, I'm we'll cramping up, Larry. So let's make the show quick. Let's uh, <laughs> we'll go as fast as we can. We're going to start out with Rebecca. Rebecca, what are you playing this week? We're going to get a games. We've got some interviews, but let's talk about what you're playing. Yeah, so this has actually been a really, really busy week for me. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but the Minecraft team hosted this little thing called Minecraft Live over the weekend. Which you, which you, were, you were involved with, but not like on camera. You were doing a lot of behind the scenes work. So I think I just want to make sure we point out about that. Yeah, I've I've been in like little video segments in the past when they needed, you know, like an extra or something. Um, it used to be this you were the angry director. We would all come. Yes, I was. Can I'm you, good at making the. Can you face. can you yeah. can you give us a little bit of that angry director uh, style? Yeah, I was I was supposed to be queuing or like looking for someone who was running really late. So I kind of like walk into the room and I'm like, oh, they're still not here yet. And then I like walked out really like briskly. <laughs> but that was like that was like four years ago. Um, but anyway, yeah, it used to be this really big fun thing where we would 
we would all come together at a studio in a different location, kind of bounced around locations. Um, and then we would basically live broadcast and share yep. all the different news and announcements and updates coming to the show. So I'll talk more about what we announced at the show later, but that has been sucking up a significant amount of my time, just supporting it from, you know, home and behind the scenes. It so, sure has. I hope you um, and the rest of the Minecraft yeah. team have a vacation coming up because uh, so much went into that. So many announcements. It was, it was a big deal. I think that everyone is taking time like this week, but then after that, we're back to work because a bunch of the stuff that we announced is releasing later this year. So you gotta no get on it. The Minecraft you gotta team. do that part. <laughs> you gotta get on it. But I did get the chance to play. Um, I've been playing Back for Blood. I told some of my friends after we played last last week, the week before. Yeah. Um, and some of my friends got it through. They have Game Pass, uh, but they play on PC. So I played on my console. And we did crossplay. It worked Cross pretty well. Platform. Um, yeah. I think the only struggle we had was they were asking me like, which button do I, or, you know, which button is it for this? And I was like, it's B. And they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, didn't have a B. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was really good. Um, I think that the game auto fills with like bots. If you yep. don't get a full squad of four, you have to have uh, at least two people to get better. started. You have to have at least two people to get started. Right. And then it'll auto fill the third and the fourth or just the fourth. So. Okay. So I played with one other guy and uh, we found that we did better with the bots than we did with the players who like match made into the game with us. <laughs> Ruh -ruh. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I think there's some matchmaking should, etiquette we... that, that needs to be the, like in place because uh, we, we've had a lot of the same experiences and, you know, we're coming with three people and then a fourth person gets match made and that's great. But uh please don't run ahead of everybody and then ask to be rezzed or trip the thing that calls in the horde. We played with one person and he just inevitably, I'm like, did you hit the thing? And he's like, yeah, I hit the thing. Are and you making and reference to me? Are yep. you referring to me? No, this, <laughs> you did it. I feel like he was doing it on purpose. You learned your lesson mostly yeah. because we just berated you for, for continuing the, the, the gravel shovel. Right. Uh, this person just kept doing it and just kept running out ahead. You, and, you know, you know, like, there's hey, an I've got you ammo here. There's health here. And, and he's like, well, I, I passed it. And I'm like, you sure did. You, you, you sure know, did. you, you know, there, there are some tools you can go ahead and kick him out of the party if you want. Right. Well, I mean, here's the thing. He, he, See, I'm he still ruthless. was able to, I don't know. <laughs> it was, it's an experience and he wasn't mean. He was just, uh, bold rash even and uh i think we eventually got there and we ended up beating like a uh that the ship level which is the first like really dramatic level one one four i think right. we were able to do it he went down with the ship like no doubt like that was always going to happen <laughs> yeah but we, we passed it and that was what was important okay and you had fun yeah awesome no i think it's a great game for I have not fully beaten Act 1 or Act 2, but I've played all the different parts at different times. Because it's on Game Pass and so many people have it, I just sort of look. Every time I sign on in the last week or so, oh, is someone playing it? I'll jump in. And I found myself just – it's just a great a great game to have conversations with someone as you're mindlessly yeah, kind of just game. taking out the Zets. Yes, and I, and I, I think can't. it gets much tougher later, but Act 1 – Catch up, catch up with someone you haven't talked to in a while. It's a it's a great platform. For did that. you did you catch that, Rebecca? Did you catch it? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, did you did you sorry, catch what? did you catch his little his little Europeanism there? His little Zed calling him Zed. <laughs> did you catch that? Zed like Zed, zombies. No, I, like, I, I understand I like, what it is. I'm just merely saying is that here in America we call them zombies. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> They're that's, actually called reading, Larry. Wait, read your or, marketing oh, materials. Yeah. Well, then, okay, so then then you should say the the Romeos if that's the case. Because in the NATO alphabet yeah. R, which is written okay. equals Romeo. Okay, never mind. This is not. Well, work. then it wouldn't be. Wouldn't it be zebra? Isn't that? Isn't that what Z is in the, in that alphabet? Yeah, they'd be zebras. <laughs> good point. Very yes. good point. Very so, good point. Uh, All right, I, now that I, we've completely butchered the NATO alphabet, and it's, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's uh, and Jeff is still. By Larry, the way, he's what have wa- you been playing? Yeah, uh, I've been playing. Let me take a look here. I've got uh, you know. Back for Blood, still doing a little bit of Far Cry. I'm still chipping away on Far Cry. That's the, I've got 20 minutes. Let me jump in and grab a base. But mm-hmm. I finished uh, Procession to Cavalry, which is that game, Jeff, that you and oh. I were texting about. Have you seen this one, Rebecca? Yeah, I've, I've seen it. It looks pretty cool. It's it's a point-and-click kind of game that actually translates really well to... to um, to uh to console it's not very long there's a lot of puzzles but it depends if you can solve the puzzles but the music is you know is i'm a I, I like classical music so i've been listening to that but it's it's a lot of fun and the the writing is really funny i'll just say that download it it's I, if, if it's if it's a gig it's not even that it's really small it's a, maybe a gig and a half it is less than that yeah and it's on game pass so so try yeah. it out i did download it based on your recommendation i ended up getting hooked into Guardians of the Galaxy, which is coming out oh. uh, relatively soon. I can't talk too much about it. It comes out at the end of the month. Uh, but I, if I look tired, it's one I'm, I've traversed 0.17 miles. I'm just really tearing up the track here. Right. Uh, but also, yeah. uh, it's because I was up until about 2 in the morning last night finishing uh, Guardians. I can't say too much, but it's something I, I look forward to talking about it later. It's uh, well, I don't want to break any embargoes, but well, uh, I, I'm looking I, forward to talking more about it. Stay tuned. Now, when you're playing, and I I guess Rebecca and I and everybody watching and listening wants to know this, when you're playing the game, are you on the treadmill? Do you just turn it around? So certain games are good treadmill games. And so when you have your controller here, like you got to keep your balance. This, especially when you're playing in this mode, I don't have anything to hold on to, I guess, except for my desk. Right. And I found that like aiming while you're trying to keep your balance, very difficult. Um, like if you've ever even gone yeah. to a show and you're trying to play like a, a first person shooter, usually you're kind of terrible. You're used to sitting, I think right. when you're, when you're playing those games, or at least right. maybe I'm just terrible in general, but, um, I have fallen off of the treadmill trying to play, uh, <laughs> like a Yakuza Ouch. game, which is not first person, but just you're, you're constantly moving the, you're changing your perspective and your brain starts to really control that character and their perspective. And it, I don't know. I found like it turns off my balance of when sudden- I do that. On all, your brain leaves its body, and all of a sudden, you're ten feet behind your treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, but uh, which fortunately I have a sofa back there. But I've completely just it was if if I, if I had the GoPro going, it would have been uh, virally stupid for sure. But the uh, but a game that's like I think actually Procession to Calvary might be good for something like that. Yeah, uh, my treadmill game has mostly been uh, Octopath Traveler because it's. Yeah. You know, there's just a lot there, but you can basically play the game with one hand, moving the D-pad around and then just hitting A here and there and without having to really worry about your environment as much. I've only, well, maybe I fell off once, but that was my fault. That and did we, fault. so I'm sorry, did we, did we, did, so that's what I'm playing. Did, is that kind of what you're playing as well? Because I think we've covered everything. It's been a, it's been a busy week for, for Minecraft, so we haven't had a lot of chance to play that, but there's a lot of news this week, which we're going to talk about after, right, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I would just see the news with Minecraft Dungeons, and I had re-downloaded it onto this PC because we had some some guests over, and they had a there was a ten year old, a five year old, me who is you know probably maturity wise a ten or a five year old, and also mm-hmm. my daughter, 
And I was like, oh, this would be, you know, it would be perfect for us to, you know, to, to get into dungeons and play that. And the five-year-old can, you know, give it a shot at different times. And so I would love to play again with you just because the game continues to evolve and there's so much, so much there and new content. And I, you know, if you wait like two months between the last time you played, there's like a new feature, new levels, all kinds of new stuff. So, um, oh, we'll talk about that. This later is me asking show. you if we can play that. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll get it. Where's the invitation? We could all make it all, happen. We'll, we'll do that. And we'll cover the news later in the show. But in the meantime, you've got the. We've done some interviews. Jeff, do you have the list of interviews there? Because I want you to bring us into the interviews. I you do. You, you, you all were working. Uh, you know, extra duty here. So I want to thank. Well, that's you. why we put you on uh, the treadmill. When you don't do an interview, you get on the treadmill. <laughs> that's the rules. Exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'll stop and give you twenty uh, minutes on the on the treadmill. So uh, <laughs> first of all, uh, recently announced some. Really cool uh, PC uh, components or accessories from Razer for Halo. Halo Infinite is the first Halo game to be launching on PC day one. So, of course, Razer's got some really cool stuff there. And Larry speaks with Justin Cooney there. Then Rebecca speaks with Justin Keenan, who uh, worked on one of the most decorated games in recent history, which newly came to Xbox, uh, called Disco Elysium. Finally, Larry's back up, catching up on what's the latest with Grounded, which continues to evolve, speaking with Roby Adadaro from Obsidian. So let's hear him. Very exciting week for fans of Halo and Razor. And joining us today is Justin Cooley. He's the uh, director of uh, global partnerships over there at Razor. Justin, great to see you. Likewise. Always a pleasure to be here. We've got uh, we've got some really cool stuff. Of course, you have announced uh, uh, we've got a partnership. Razer and Microsoft and Xbox have worked together for a long time, but more specifically, you have some really cool products that we recently announced and that that are now available. I thought we could kind of walk through it, and you actually you sent me some of them, so I figure we can kind of talk through them. So tell us what we got, my friend. Uh, it consists of four four products. Uh, we have the Kyra Pro headset, uh, which is built on our our fifty millimeter Triforce drivers. I mean, it's a great high quality headset that really delivers a full rich uh, sound profile um, because we use three drivers individually tuned for high mids and lows you get a, such a, a great rich treble brighter sound and powerful bass um, it's a fantastic comfortable headset that everyone's just gonna love yeah you see that there and it's got the beautiful you know it's got it's everything of course is halo themed and usnc themed right it's just amazing well, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, we are very thankful. Um, you know, as you mentioned, we have a long-standing partnership with Razer, uh, with Microsoft, and we're very thankful that the team entrusted us with such an iconic franchise. And I, if you look at the products, they really deliver and embody everything that is Halo, and more specifically, you know, Master Chief and his iconic armor. Uh, they are, they just live and breathe uh, Halo through and through across each of the products. Yeah, they're just phenomenal. Yeah, we also got some other things here, and I've, I've you, you, like I said, you folks were were nice enough to send things over. We've got this, the beautiful mouse. Now, Razer has a you know has a history of in PC stuff, and and again, the reason we're talking about this is because this is the first time ever that there's a simultaneous release of a Halo title on on console and PC. So, working three four three worked with with Razer to create these things, and here we've got the this is the Death Adder mouse, right? This is a legendary mouse. It, it legendary is an understatement. Uh, it is our best-selling mouse, over, over 10 million sold. Uh, it is popular amongst all types of gamers, uh, and just it's very popular due to its uh, uh, exceptional ergonomic design. It's fantastic. Yeah. It looks great. We see we see Chief on there as well. I mean, that's you don't see Chief on too many packages. Now, the other one, the other thing down here, I'm going to bring it up here, is you know when you have a mouse, you need a mouse pad. 
So we've got this Absolutely. little guy right here. Tell us about this this mouse pad because this is pretty cool. It is a, a great mouse pad, and it's the one that I use myself as well. I just love having a mat that that allows me to position my keyboard and mouse however I choose. Uh, it has a nice soft fabric for speed and precision, and the fact that it has a Razer Chroma, which is our uh, industry leading RGB lighting technology, uh, it just really helps. Uh, elevate that experience from uh, any part of your vision while you're playing the game. It's it's great. And, and I'm, I, I haven't had a chance to put it on my desk yet, but that's what that's really you know one part of the Razer uh, story is the, the Chroma, which is where you can sync everything up to colors and have your mouse matching your mouse pad and so forth. And I mean, this thing looks amazing with the with the UNSC uh, logo over here, and of course you see Chief and the colors. So I'm I'm looking forward to to checking that out. And and, and again. It seems a little strange you'd have this big mouse pad, but people really like having it as their work surface. I know, I know you do, right, Justin? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I have I have the uh, Gears of War version, which I, I love, <laughs> and I just I just love having the space. It, it really is great. And to your point, when it comes to the RGB lighting, you know, we work very closely with the Halo team to ensure that the game was controlling the lights specifically and how they exactly wanted the peripherals to react to the game because that's really how you elevate that game experience versus having lights randomly do things this is all on purpose visually designed by both the halo team and our team yeah and that's that's the most important thing is it's meaningful you know you take what's going on on screen within the game and you're bringing it onto your desktop for pc gamers so that you can see perhaps it's health or you know things along those lines. It's great to have that using the using your razor technology. Now, finally, of course, we've got the mouse. We talked we talked about the headset. We've got the mouse. We've got the mouse pad. Now, let's bring up the big one, the Black Widow. This is uh, this is this is pretty this is pretty extraordinary. Now, I've 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 used a Black Widow for years, so it's great to see this one. Tell tell us tell us about this product. Uh, well, I mean, the Black Widow is the, the latest version, V3. It's using our green mechanical switches, which are the s switches that not only do you feel the mechanical nature, but also hear the mechanical nature. It's very satisfying when you're using it. Uh, you know, they, they have the optimized actuation of rest points so that it provides better position, tournament yep. great performance and durability. And the keys themselves, they're using double shot ABS keycaps. So uh, that's where, you know, two layers of plastics are molded together. So more durable and they don't fade. So this keyboard is going to look fantastic for a long time. Yeah, and this is this is great because this is the Black Widow. This is version three. I mean, you guys have had this keyboard in the marketplace for so many years, and you've you've made it. You know, I, I, every time I play with it and, and use it, it's like I don't understand how the keyboard gets better and better. But you just keep making it better and better. So. It's well, I think that's that's part of how Razer works. We're always refining and improving, even if we think we have a fantastic product and, and our gaming audiences believe we have a fantastic product, we're always looking to improve it. And we do that across all of our product categories because we always want to make sure that we're challenging ourselves so that way we can stay ahead and really help lead the way on bringing new and exciting technologies uh, to the, the gaming uh, universe and the gamers around the world. Yeah, I mean, Justin, it's it's got it's so great to see the products that you're working on over at Razer. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan. I've talked to Minley many times, and you know, I've had a chance to use your laptops and your mice and your keyboards and your headsets and your peripherals and your phones. I mean, just everything. It's 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 really where gamers go to to kind of get some of the best gear in the industry. And of course, the fact that everything seamlessly works together. You talked about the Chroma, and it just it just feels right. Um, so it's great to have you involved, you know, it with Halo and the PC 
relaunch of Halo coming, you know, in, in December. It's just, it's really exciting. Have you had a chance to play the game? Um, I've played it a little bit. My entire team uh, have been playing playing it when it becomes available. So right. um, as you can imagine, they are much better than me. Uh, and that's fair. My uh, gaming skills have reduced over time, but uh, I accept my place in gaming life. It's all good. That's cool. You know, it's it's great to see some of the stuff you're working on over there at uh, at Razer. What what can we? You know, we, the all these products are now available at your favorite uh, electronic retailer. What uh, what can we look forward to in the future for you guys? You know, we are always working uh, with partners around the world, and we always love doing these types of uh, collaborations. Uh, and, uh, you know, we always look at it as, you know, to your point earlier about being meaningful, we want to make sure that when we do these collaborations, they're as meaningful as possible. Uh, ultimately, gamers want and they want to elevate their experience. They want to be closer to their, the IP that they're playing with. And with this, it's a great case of, you know, the whole is greater than the sum. I mean, it's just that we really helped elevate each other when we put this collaboration together. And for me, uh, when you're playing Halo day one, with the this halo product lineup including the bonus uh dlc that comes with each of the product you're really going to be experiencing halo uh, the best possible way whether you're choosing to play on pc or whether you're choosing to play on xbox yeah that's re- that's really that's really important to point out and, and you know you can just go over to razor.com or you can go to 343 and check out some of these uh some of these great items it's really it's really great to chat with you justin i appreciate you coming on you are welcome to come back anytime and i know i mean i just know that you know microsoft and xbox and razor are going to be working together we've worked together a lot in the past and that we have a bright future ahead of us especially with all, everything we're doing in pc gaming so thanks for coming any final words before i let you go uh, you know, again, I just want to thank Microsoft, thank the Xbox team, thank the Halo team for allowing us to take part in this and work together and bring these products to life. Um, it, it's it's just always great to work with truly great partners, and so we're very thankful. And for us, it's like you know, iconic franchise, iconic best in class products, industry leading Razer uh, Chroma RGB lighting technology. It's a win 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 for everyone. I love it. And as you pointed out. It's available now at major retailers and Razor.com. Yeah, head over to Razor.com and you can check it out. And uh, we'll see you. uh, We're looking forward to seeing you on the battlefield with all your new gear coming in December. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you. Disco Elysium released in 2019 to pretty universal acclaim. But this year, the team at Zaum decided to release an updated version with Disco Elysium, the final cut. And it just recently released on Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S. So today to join me and talk about it is Justin Keenan. Keenan, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah, hi. Hi, Rebecca. Um, so for those who haven't played or heard of Disco Elysium, do you mind just telling us a little bit about the game? Yeah, sure. So uh, Disco Elysium is a, a, a role-playing game in the sort of um, grand old tradition of uh, like Infinity Engine Black Isle type games, um, but with some very modern twists. So uh, it's set in a um, Disco is set in a very modern um, kind of alternate universe. Uh, you play a detective who is trying to solve a particularly um, strange and unusual crime, and uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. Um, there's uh, <laughs> no, a. Can you no, tell us about ahead. the gameplay? Yeah, so um, it's mostly uh, dialogue based. So, kind of one of our big uh, innovations, I guess, is that um, there's no like hack and slash loot collecting stuff in the game. 
um, nearly everything takes place in uh, conversations in our little uh, dialogue engine. So, you know, you're talking to um, suspects, to your partner, um, and trying to kind of piece together uh, this very strange mystery and then like various kind of side cases as well. Um, and uh, one thing that's kind of uh, that's very special about the game is that you're not just talking to other people, you're talking with them. Um, objects and then also with your own mind so um the uh you don't have like a a party in the sense of a traditional rpg um but you do talk to various parts of your psyche that are connected to the various skills that your character has um and so as the game goes on you sort of uh, develop different parts of your own consciousness and and have conversations with that um sort of like how some people do in the real world Fair. Um, I mean, the game was really well received originally. So how come you decided to take another look with the final cut? Uh, what are some of the things that you added? Yeah, so the original game was, um, uh, it started out as an indie projection. Uh, this was like our the first game that any of us at the studio had made. And um, we were operating under some like pretty intense, uh, like time and budgetary constraints. And so uh, to get that first game out, we um, we couldn't do some of the stuff that we that we really wanted to. Um, one of those things was uh, full voiceover for the game, and the other um, were some uh, some bits of story and narrative, uh, specifically these like political vision quests that we've added. Um, so, uh, Disco is a really intensely political game. Uh, the your character's <laughs> politics can change and. Uh, there, um, it's sort of our our riff on kind of the uh, the D and D alignment type system, uh, and so we wanted to give players chances to explore those uh, the different ideologies that make up this world. And um, with the final cut, we kind of got to go back and give each of those ideologies its own um, kind of spectacular quest to to cap it all off. Um, and that was something we'd wanted to do for a long time, and. And this was a, a great chance to come back and do it. Yeah, I think the political vision quests add a nice layer of depth to the game. Um, and you can only explore one per playthrough, right? Yeah, yeah. You kind of, as in real life at some point, you have to um, kind of put your cards on the table and say, yeah. you know, <laughs> who you really align yourself with. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. I've, I've seen I've seen a few different like reviews and people saying, you know, oh, the choices I made led me to kind of the fascist path or the communism path. So that's it's really cool that you get to explore that in this game. Um, and then how is the process adding new voices to the dialogue system? I mean, I think that also helps add a, a lot more depth to it. Yeah, I mean, it was um, a phenomenal amount of work to get all of that in. Um, the script for the original game is like around a million words, and we added another <laughs> 0.2 million words to the final cut. Um, oh, and nearly all? all of it's voiced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, we kind of, you know, we had to like build out all of this, um, uh, this like whole voice directing operation. We had um, three people working almost full time on directing um, with dozens of actors from all over the world with all kinds of backgrounds and accents. Um, but the kind of centerpiece of it is uh, um, Lenville Brown's narration. He kind of, he plays the game's narrator. Um, there's no 
the game isn't narrated in the original at all. Um, but Wenville just has this um, amazing, like, smoky, deep, rich voice that, um, yeah. like, as soon as you hear it, you're like, how could the game ever have been played any other way? Um, so yeah. for us, it, it really feels like, it, you know, this is like what the game should have been all along. And we're extremely glad we got it in. Yeah, that's great. The Yeah, his voice is very deep and smoky is a nice way to describe it. <laughs> Um, Sonorous and then people sometimes come, say. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the uh, thinking behind adding the dice rolls just to add an element of chance to the game as opposed to just, you know, you being able to choose exactly the path that you take? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, so the game system evolved out of, um, of like a heavily modified like Dungeons and Dragons style tabletop campaign that... Um, some of the the core creative team basically started running when they were teenagers. Um, so <laughs> the game has always, you know, like uh, our inspirations are um, largely taken from, as I said, those old Black Isle interplay RPGs, um, and it, you know that the the isometric perspective and things like you can see all of that there. Um, but it also has some like real deep like tabletop roots where um you know in like a DD campaign you might come to some point and uh say like oh i want to convince this guy to um uh you know to like help me out on this quest and the dm will say like okay we'll like roll for charisma uh yeah. and so on and so that you know dice add like a really satisfying kind of like a level of entropy to the system and it just uh you know, because the game doesn't have combat or things like that, there need to be something uh, that like generates drama and suspense. Uh, and you know, for us, like we wanted to, um, one of the things we wanted to, to show was how like just talking to people and just going about doing normal, non-heroic fantasy dragon slayy type things um, can have as much like drama and suspense in it as any of that stuff. Um, so yeah, that's why like the the dice rolls are are pretty critical to the thing working. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um. So I guess my last question is just how has the reception to the final cut been? Are is the team pretty pleased? Is this what you were kind of hoping to see after releasing it and making these updates? Uh, yeah. I mean, the reception. I mean, really, since the um, the original game came out, the reception has been like really overwhelming and humbling. Um. And, you know, we knew putting out, putting together the final cut that we were, that this was our, our kind of chance to put like one last, um, I don't even want to say it's a layer because it's not just on top of everything. It kind of suffuses the whole game. Um, but it was sort of our, our last chance to like kind of show off what we could do with this game and the story. Um, and so we like personally feel like extremely proud and satisfied with what we came up with. And, um, you know, we've been really thrilled that, uh, other players seem to, or that the, the players out there in the world are getting to experience that. And, you know, sometimes I go like lurk on the discord or whatever and see, uh, people <laughs> like just, they just post their favorite lines, you know, from their playthroughs. And, uh, it's very nice to see how many of those come from some of the new material that we added that, that tells us that it all still feels like 
one coherent piece of art, you know, and not just like something that we grafted on after the fact. Yeah. Well, you and the team definitely do have a lot to be proud of. Um, so just as a reminder, Disc Elysium Final Cut released recently on Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S. You should go try it out. Um, so Justin, where can people go to learn more about the game or besides finding it in the store and playing it themselves? <laughs> oh man, where can they go? Um, they can follow us on Twitter. <laughs> um, it's either Zalm Studio or Studio Zalm. I can't remember which, I'm sorry, Danny. <laughs> um, and uh, and the website, discoelysium.com, you should be able to find it. Cool. All right. So Disco Elysium and Studio Zalm on Twitter. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Justin. All right. Thanks, Rebecca. When you were a little kid, did you ever daydream about being a few millimeters tall and what it would be like to play in your own backyard, looking up at soaring blades of grass and exploring the familiar yet now oversized world? With Obsidian's Grounded, which has been in game preview for about a year now, you can do just that. And today we're going to be talk about a pretty big update that's out now. Joining us from the Grounded team is Robbie, who is the program director. Robbie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to hear. How are you doing? It's always great to have you on the show now. Grounded has been, as I said, has been in game preview for, has it been about a year now? Maybe a little bit more? Yes, about a year ago. For, uh, it was in July of 2020. We launched game preview to yep. uh, quite a astounding positive success, I'd say, from the players. So it's been real fun. By the way, and I've said this a couple times to folks on the on when I do interviews, is like launching a game in the middle of a global pandemic, not easy. And and, and granted, the game hasn't officially launched yet, but get, even getting it into game preview is a pretty extraordinary feat. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a challenge, but it's been something that we've really enjoyed working with the players with. So it's really helped over the last year. So let's talk about it. You had a big, uh, uh, in the middle of the summer, you had a Shroom and Doom update, which was kind of awesome. I think that was like July-ish or so. But this yeah. update that you announced earlier this week, uh, tell us what we have in this update. And I've got, a, I've got a little bit of video here to kind of walk us through, but I want you to tell us what we can expect. All right. This update is our hot and hazy update. It is the biggest update we, have, uh, we will be launching to date. Uh, we've got four new areas. We've even revamped one of the areas that we've we've had in the game since launch, which is our haze. Uh, some of the new areas we have are like the sandbox, where you'll have to deal with uh, the hot sizzling sand with a bunch of ant lions, and you have to find buried treasure using shovels. Then you can head over to the trash pile, which is just a big dump of trash you know, donuts. <laughs> yeah, you know, and one of our inspirations we had for that was an old... Uh, television show when we were kids called guts where the kids had to like climb over this mountain um, right. so we wanted to have that kind of feel while going through the trash then we also have the black ant hill with a big new uh, lab and dungeon and a mini boss to find and as well as our picnic table which has a lot of fun traversal elements that we've added and uh, a lot of neat little you know, nods and quirks and winks to kind of our D and D background at Obsidian. Now, now I got to talk to you about this because this is really interesting. The games, the the game has been in game preview as we said for a little bit over a year, and you guys have done some pretty significant updates. And the game isn't even out yet, so that's yeah. that's that's pretty amazing. Tell us about a little bit about this journey because, I, as you said, when it came out, it was very well received. But you guys have just gone back to the community and had that dialogue about bringing you know ideas and taking the feedback and tweaks, right? All pretty yeah, much it, for the entire year plus. Yeah, we we had a similar vibe when we did pillars, um, both one and two with our Kickstarter, and uh, we got a lot of great feedback with that. So we wanted to do it again with grounded, and even this time around, we've had 
more people streaming the game, more people giving us feedback. It's been an amazing and positive community. Uh, even though we may not be posting in a lot of these channels, like Discord and this and that, uh, most of us on the dev team are checking out all the time. We're watching everyone play. We're getting all the feedback. And it's honestly changed how we've kind of p we've pivoted a lot on certain updates or what we work on or focus on based on what players are really enjoying or a lot of the feedback they give. So uh, a lot of credit goes to the players to where the game is in its current state and where it's going to keep going uh, as we keep marching over to 1.0. Now, now, Robbie, one of the things that when people are listening to this interview that, you know, it's the game's been out or in preview for about a year, you've had a couple of this is the second of, a, you know, one of the second major updates, and you've been doing updates all along. Yeah. What should what would you like to tell some folks? So this game is in Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, you can just download it and try it. What would you tell some folks who are maybe thinking about it and going, oh, the community is so advanced now. If I jump in, I'm just going to get my butt kicked. What, what do you kind of tell somebody who's thinking like that? Yeah, so one of the things we do every time we look at updates, we obviously want to add more content and, and address feedback to a lot of the existing players. But some of the focus that we do every time we do one of these updates is we recognize that a lot of people probably haven't played the game. Uh, maybe they played when it first came out and haven't tried it since. So we try to look back at a lot of our systems, a lot of the thought processes that we see players are having and observations they're doing and go, how can we make that experience better for players that either haven't played or are jumping back in after a year having not been out. So uh, one of the additions in this update is like our brain power system, which helps you as you analyze items and learn crafting recipes. Normally, you would need a specific body part or insect or uh, resource to get a certain recipe. But some people were not like, how do I get a tier two X? Because they never right. you know, fought a ladybug. And so the brain power system allows us to sprinkle you recipes that you maybe didn't find the resource for yet, even though you've been playing for a couple hours. And so you go, right. oh, okay, that's how I get a tier two axe. That's how I tackle these other challenges. And we hope that helps with new players. And 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 honestly, if you haven't been, if you think the community is intimidating, our community has been so positive and so helping. They answer so many questions. They make so many guides. If you're in trouble, it's it's been incredible what the community has been for our Grounded. Yeah, I mean, it really, it really has been, and and, and I want to again. I, I I've said this multiple times already. The game hasn't even gone one yeah. yet. That's that's what's most amazing about this. Now I know we're not here to talk about when the game's you know officially going one That'll happen sometime in the future. We're here to talk about this update that's out this week. And again, this is this is yeah. a free update. And there's you know you talked about the new biomes with the new sandbox and and there's a black anthill. I mean, there's a lot going on here that you've built in to the original uh, play area. Correct. Yeah. Um, Good. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm oh, okay. kind of, I'm looking at this list here that's in front of me, and there's just so much that you've added to this, to the, to the game. It's extraordinary. Yeah, it's one of the things that that we did during the update. It was funny because we had worked on this for a couple months, and we're used to seeing all these new areas we've added, and we've been working on it. Is we went and watched some streams of people playing the Shroom and Doom update, where they're over by this new whole Western half of the yard that we've just added. And it's like, holy moly, like we kind of forgot that that's all empty for players. So th it's, right. it's, it's a quite a lot to take in. Um, like I said, there's four new areas we've revamped even an existing area that you may think like you've played the haze and you've done it and it's all the same. It's going to feel like a brand new experience, even that one alone. And there we've even added a lot of, a lot of nooks and crannies and secrets that you have to find in, in the sandbox, in the picnic table and the anthill. So there's a lot to, 
to take. And that's just the areas. There's right. plenty of more to this update that's even beyond that. Yeah, when you talk, you, I mean, most people gravitate towards, oh, those are the new areas, and those are perhaps some yeah. of the new uh, enemies or some of the new insects and the new creatures I'm coming up against. But you've also gone in and tweaked a lot of the systems and kind of, you know, updated the yeah. systems to make them a little bit more user-friendly or perhaps what people expect, right? Yes. One of the things when we started Grounded is we knew at Obsidian we have a lot of RPG acumen and background, and that's something we wanted to add to the survival genre. Um, so we've been kind of marinating on a lot of these ideas for a while and uh, Andy Arts, our systems designer had put together a lot of changes he wanted to put in. This just felt like the appropriate time. We had enough content and weapons and bugs that it felt like this would be meaningful. So now we have, we call our milk molars, which are uh, our yoked girth universe uh, child vitamins that you use and you can upgrade. You collect them in the yard. They're strewn all over. You can upgrade your health, your stamina, how fast your food, uh, you know, goes down, your your stamina goes down. And then we also have uh, party upgrades. So these are something that if you do them or you spend them in the in the game, they, they go to everyone that's playing with you. So like maximum stack sizes for arrows, resources. So we wanted to add a little bit of that RPG element. You can now upgrade weapons um, at our smithing station. They can go up to level seven. You can even augment a couple of flavor damage types. So um, like spicy or fresh or salty. Um, and a lot of the bugs now have been retooled to have resistances and weaknesses to different weapon types. So that's, that's just even just chopping and smashing, but also they have resistances and weaknesses to, um, the flavor damage types as well. So we hope players will have a lot more depth in how they want to bake their builds and craft different Maybe They want two different hammers that one's fresh, one's spicy, and, you know, they can take those into their journeys depending on, uh, what, what creatures and encounters they run into. Um, some other systems changes. I know we did uh, rework on the armor. Um, so now like armors have different classifications of light, medium, or heavy. Um, medium, like, like light armor, doesn't block a lot of damage, but it will allow you to regenerate stamina faster. So, you know, you can choose like, do I want to be a quick assassin who's squishy or do I want to be a big tanky, you know, tank club <laughs> yeah you know standard tank but maybe my stamina doesn't regen as fast or i can't run away as easily so even when you're playing with your friends you can kind of create more of a create your own kind of builds and party like i'm the fast archer i'm the tank um so there's a lot of rpg elements that we kind of used our our experience on to add a lot more depth that players were asking for and so yeah. far in when we were watching people play it's been uh one of the even sometimes more exciting to players than a lot of the new areas that we've had. You know, it's interesting because you know you've added a, a lot of these RPG elements, which, as you said, Obsidian is known for with uh, over many years and many many games. But it's yeah. almost like this is like, and I don't I don't mean this in a derogatory, but it's almost like baby's first RPG, right? You know, people can get started in this, and you some RPGs. I even me, I get in there, and I'm like, oh my god, this is overwhelming. But with with yeah. with grounded, you kind of ease us into it in such a natural way, and frankly, it's so approachable because again, it's in the backyard, and it, it has a lot of these familiar elements, and you kind of understand that certain things are more going to be stronger than other certain things because they're just some of them are just everyday, frankly, oversized items, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was, you said the key word for us, which was approachability. That was one of our core pillars when we were making the game. Um, we know that the survival genre and sometimes even the RPG genre can be daunting for players. Right. right. Um, so we wanted to incorporate a lot of these elements in a way that they were, they were clear, they were, they made sense, or we doled them out, not like 
here's 20 things all at once. You know, there's a pacing to it. And uh, so far, it looks like, you know, our players are picking up on all that. They're really enjoying both the kind of just the fun aspect of the game of being a small kid and, and, and finding bugs, but also now enjoying that depth that they start to peel away the longer they play the game. Yeah, and I want to point, as I said earlier, this is on Game Pass. It's in Game Preview on yeah. Game Pass. You can jump right in. But but the most important thing is is doing it with friends. You know, certainly a lot of us are used to classic RPGs, the single player experience. But this is a a, a shared experience in this extraordinary shared world. When you're when you're putting your crew together to kind of go into the backyard and, and enjoy this, how how should people think about you know should someone play specific roles or is it that you know again this is for first timers. Yeah, that was one thing that we knew, again, sometimes it might be daunting for players that haven't played the game. Like if you have to choose kind of a, a path line right from the get-go, like, oh, I'm a thief or I'm a fighter, that that we wanted players to be able to adapt kind of like the teens in the yard have to adapt. So right. as you're playing the game, you can you can start as a, a tanky hammer wearing, you know, uh, tank. And then eventually, if you get some new friends, they want to play a different way or you're having trouble with the bug. You can adjust your mutations, get new armors, and even craft, upgrade your weapons in different ways that you can pivot to a different play style depending on, again, the counter you're playing or maybe just the friends you're playing with. Um, and yeah, the friend the friend aspect is something that was big for us. We wanted to make sure that not only would this be fun with friends, but it's also, we big focus is it's, it's fun even if that's not your thing and you want to play just by yourself. The game is still great and everything's balanced to make sure that's approachable and works well too. That's kind of fantastic. Well, I know, I know you've got a lot going on there and I appreciate you spending, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to talk us through this update. Now does I, I you know, I didn't even see this in my notes. Does the update have a fancy name like the shroom and doom one? I don't do Or did you? Yes. <laughs> okay. It Tell is the that. hot and hazy update. Hot and hazy. That's, yeah, you'll that's... find out what both of those mean. Well, I mean, we saw a little bit of the haze, so I don't know yeah, exactly true, what we're going to see for the hot. So it's 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 uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's gonna it's available right now. If you want to head over to news.xbox.com, you'll see an article and a blog post about that, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And check it out. Robbie Adadero is the uh, the programming director there for uh, for for Grounded. Thank you so much for joining, and uh, we'll see you in the backyard. All right, thank you. Thanks so much to Roby, Justin, and Justin. A lot of cool stuff coming, and. I cannot walk anymore. I'm 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 taking a seat. Did, wait a minute. Just, wait a minute. Did you did you get off the treadmill? Come on. Oh yeah. While you were in those, I stopped. I went about quarter of a mile, which um, under normal circumstances is not all that much. While you're doing a podcast, this feels good. This feels right. It's a good sit. That's what happens when you get old. Sitting becomes like oh, that's an event. It's like, a that's thing. A yeah. Good sit. <laughs> well, yeah. Larry, you know what I'm talking about, Rebecca. You'll. When you have your first good sit, I want you to think of this moment you know, and text me and just be like, okay. I had a good sit. <laughs> we look forward to hearing okay, that. Okay, noted. Anyway. I was really hoping we could convince you to bump up the speed on the treadmill for the second half, though. Oh, well, let me work up sit. to that. Well, Maybe in a future show. Let's see what the uh, commenters say in YouTube, because they, they were very clear that they wanted to see you. They were all in on this last week. So, um, By the way, Jeff, I don't know if you know this. Do you know who reads the comments religiously? Oh no. Mom? <laughs> Rebecca's mother. <laughs> I've heard about this. Oh my gosh. People need to be on their best behavior. Is well, all she also she also not only does she read them, you know, and you know, she she's certainly not commenting, but you know, and I know she's giving she's critiquing you, isn't she, Rebecca? <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
<laughs> sorry for saying this mom, but she is an Asian mother. So it's very much a, you're doing great, but here's what you could be doing better. <laughs> Make me proud. <laughs> See, here's what my Jewish mom does is she'll be like, oh, Rebecca and Larry did really great last episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. How, how's Larry doing? Is, is, is he good? She calls you Captain Morgan. Right. Um, used to be unintentional, now intentional. But yeah, she'll just ask about everybody but me. So I feel like we're on a similar wavelength here, Rebecca. Whereas it's, my mother, um, my, my mother actually asks about so. you guys and how you know how are your how are your co-hosts? How's Rebecca? She's new. Is she doing okay? Mom, she's been with the show for a year now. She's not doing anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> But it's fine. You know, look, the reality is we, we have we have our parents and they're they're talking to us and they're interested in what we're doing. So that's that's good, right? Sure. I get- <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, never mind. Never mind. All right, Jeff, I think we should get we should start with the news portion of our show, Graham. Jeff, we're gonna go back to you because you've got uh, you've got some of the news, and then Rebecca, you're gonna come back because you've actually some have some really cool stuff to share about Minecraft Live and do a recap of that. So Jeff. Over to you. Yeah, ton of stuff. I wanted to start off um, with some, as we're recording this, some late breaking. Like I just got a hold of this this blog post uh, from from Joe Staten, which is always great. And uh, Joe, uh, yeah. it's basically talking about Halo Infinite on PC. So we were actually talking about that before the break, how this will be the first Halo to be uh, you know, landing day one. And all of the work that's going into it from 343 to ensure this is an amazing, not just an amazing game, but an amazing game on PC. And that, there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, Larry, have you seen the like Vidoc? I, uh, I haven't because I just got a hold of this. Okay, tell I, me, you've seen it. I've <laughs> seen it. It was really amazing because it, it you know, and I, I urge you to go over and I'll, I can tweet this out. And I, you, if you follow me on Twitter, you've probably seen it already. But I mean, it, this is the 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 folks working on the PC version of the game, and I'm not going to say a PC port because it's not a port. This is a bespoke version just for PC, and they do things like here's a great example, and they talk about this in the. Uh, in the um, in the video, they talk about how like I know I don't know Jeff. Do you have an ultra wide screen or Rebecca? Do you have an ultra wide? I do. Okay. I do. So the question is, when you're playing ultra wide and, and and PC gamers will know this, do you want the HUD elements, you know, the heads up display elements of the game way in the corner? No, you want them kind of brought in a little bit. So they did a lot of thinking mm. about that. They have this special um, setup where when they're using the mouse, you know, when they're clicking it, a little LED comes on and they shoot it with this high speed camera so that you could see the, um, you know, when is it actually clicking and when is it affecting something on screen? So there's a tremendous amount of thought put into this. And of course, you heard earlier the interviews I had with the guy, with the folks from Razor so uh, about some of the peripherals. So there's a lot of, lot of thought put into the uh, PC version of Halo. Sorry, Jeff, go ahead. Yeah, no. So you've talked about Razor and there's something else and that is uh, our partners at AMD. Uh, they're the exclusive PC partner of Halo Infinite and they're working on a couple of different things. So first of all, in this blog post, which is over on Xbox Wire and I'm sure it's over on Halo Waypoint as well, um, they talk about different PC specifications and, you know, so you can, you know, check what's in your in your rig and uh, what settings you think you're going to be able to run. And I think I'm going to be pretty good uh, for high based on on what I'm seeing here. Also announced that uh, working uh, Halo or 343 is working closely with AMD uh, to bring ray tracing to Halo Infinite. And it's one of their top development priorities post-launch and something uh, to, you know, really look forward to um, after the launch window. Lastly, and this is something I want, uh, but I'm sure Larry, you probably have it in your, in your house. I'm sure uh, is that um, 
AMD is making a special Halo theme Master Chief uh, Radeon uh, sort of video card, uh, the GPU. Graf- graphics card, a GPU. It's the AMD Radeon RX 6900 XT Halo Infinite Limited Edition graphics card. Uh, and it's, uh, it really looks like you could mount this like on the back of Master Chief's Mjolnir armor and it would fit right in. It looks really cool. Um, obviously, graphics cards are something that people want to get a hold of. And so the fact that there's going to be a uh, you know, Halo theme one is uh, all the cooler. So they have all uh, the details. that's something you're going to want to keep an eye out for. Yeah. Check it out over on uh, over on Xbox Wire or on Halo Waypoint. There's a lot of info there. Whenever there's an info dump uh, on Halo Infinite, we know there's a lot there. And so I'm breaking it down. I'm reading this actually for the first time uh, as we're we're reading here. So check it all out and, and watch uh, and watch the video. On PC, the, the, a lot to look forward the, to. Watch the Vidoc as well. It's about ten minutes long, and it is PC gamers. This is a must watch. I'll just say that. Every you yeah, know, frankly, it's linked out to on that blog post too. Yeah. yeah, so you'll be able to watch that and find that pretty easily. Yeah, so cool. So cool. what else? Let's talk. Uh, let's talk some Minecraft. Uh, Rebecca, this is over to you. M- Minecraft Live was last week. You were involved with that, but you're gonna do you're gonna do like a little rapid round recap on it. So why don't you tell <laughs> us about it? Yeah, it should be easy enough to summarize like 90 minutes of content into a one minute ish spiel, <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll give you two um, minutes. Okay. Well, we, we can give, we can give you more time if you want. If you, I mean, just tell us what you want. We'll, we'll you can have us. We, no. Jeff and I can go for a walk, a real walk. <laughs> no, it's all good. I mean, ultimately, if you want to see the either the full show or even just like some of the highlights, the team has done a really good job of making little cut downs of the different announcements. Um, those are all on the official Minecraft YouTube channel. I would highly recommend checking them out. I think the main broadcast itself, like just that one YouTube video is at around like 8 million views right now. Right. Um, People like Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. I know. Um, But yeah, so Minecraft Live, um, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. It's our annual broadcast. It's kind of our next, it's our time every year where we unveil the next big update to the game. We hear directly from the different developers and different like voices and faces of the studio. We had a lot of folks from the art team put together like a little video, a bunch of different developers. Um, We usually have Agnes Larson, who is our uh, we call her a ray of sunshine, um, our game director. She's wonderful. Um, but anyway, so this year we had a lot of exciting stuff to announce with, uh, you know, first up for Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, for those of you who haven't played it yet, uh, Minecraft Dungeons came out about a year and a half ago. It's uh, up to four person co-op. It's on all of the different platforms. Um, I know that I think all three of us have played it at least we a sure couple have. times. Mm -hmm. Um, But so we've been releasing DLCs pretty frequently. I think there are six DLCs that are out for Minecraft Dungeons. But for the coming year, um, you know, now that we've kind of completed the storyline with the Orb of Dominance and the Arch Illager, we're going to be moving into seasonal adventures. So the game is very much still alive. We have a lot of content planned for it. Um, So the seasonal adventures are free themed events. Um, We're also introducing a lot of new features like pets, flares, and emotes if you want to you know, show off a little bit. And there's also going to be a a walking on a treadmill emote. (laughs) No, I wish that has to be an achievement somewhere. (laughs) Exercising. That could be a good treadmill game because you're not really moving the map around. So next time we play, I will, uh, that's a free one. Burn some, some, some seas on that. I don't think people say that. that Okay. Anyway, go ahead, Rebecca. I do play. 
<laughs> yeah, I do play dungeons most often on my Switch these days, so that would be a really good one to take on the go. Um, <laughs> okay, I like there. that idea. There so, uh, seasonal adventures. Our first seasonal adventure releases later this year. So uh, when it does, I both of the three of us get together and try it out, and maybe Jeff does that from the treadmill. Yeah. In fact, we're showing, we're, we're showing a video here of some of the, oh, there's some of the emotes. Look at that. Yeah. And there's your pet. Um, some of the dungeons, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're watching the video right now and you can see some of the cool stuff they showed last week. Yeah, there's a lot. And like I said, we, uh, we have little cut downs of the different announcements on the Minecraft YouTube page. So I uh, highly rec- recommend going and checking out if there's have, one or two particular things you're interested in. I have to tell you this though. Um, I, I've been in television for a long time when it was black and white mm-hmm. and the, the set that you guys had for Minecraft live was so amazing. It was like Jeff, Jeff and I were talking about it over lunch last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just my go watch the video. To, I mean, certainly the content is amazing and the team is amazing, but just stop for a minute and just appreciate the set. That's all I'm going to say. So the set is pretty amazing. Um, there have already been a lot of, uh, I will say disagreements about where certain props from the set are going to go now that the show has concluded. Oh, there's they a there's there's a prop grab, is there? Come to Redmond. <laughs> yeah, of course okay. there is. Right. Um, I think we all agreed that Jens gets the boat that he rode on the set, though, because he he deserves that. Yeah, yeah. good old Jens. <laughs> um, let's see. We have a lot of other Minecraft news too coming out alive. Um, so we're going to be revealing our or unveiling our first uh, PC bundle. So we have a lot of people who play Minecraft on Java, the old Java edition, um, which you know there's a lot of there's a huge modding community on Java, which we never want to like take away from that. But we also did create a separate version um, on Windows that we call the Bedrock version, um, which can cross play with all the other platforms. Um, so for the first time, we're bringing those both together into a PC bundle um, that's going to be launching on Game Pass. November 2nd. So if you own one of these uh, starting November 2nd, you can actually get access to the other one too, which is pretty cool. So we want to encourage our folks who are on on Windows to try the Java and vice versa and just kind of open up, uh, make it more easy for people to play both editions. Like, look at this. Every single time you, you, every week, it's like Game Pass is getting better and better. Game Pass is getting, it's funny. I was on, I don't know if I, I we didn't talk about this at the beginning of the show, but I, I dropped in on Aaron Greenberg's Clubhouse earlier this week, and it was all about, we were just talking about Game Pass. We were talking about all the Minecraft stuff and Game Pass. So shout out to the friends over at Clubhouse. Anyway, back to you, Rebecca, because you're not even done with this news. You got so much more. <laughs> I know. I know. There's a lot. Um, okay. And then next, uh, Minecraft is going, we revealed our uh, the next big game update. So, you know, last year it was Caves and Cliffs that we revealed. This year it's the Wild Update. Um, so we're going to be introducing mangrove trees, uh, mangrove wood, a new type of wood, and also a mangrove swamp biome. Um, I, I can't remember all of the different environmental factors around mangroves, but I heard that they're super good for the environment with like um, reducing emissions and um, just like there's so much like wildlife that grows around mangroves. That's right. Um, yeah. So I'm sure that we'll do some some cool uh, like partnerships with Jeff. Uh, you spent a lot of time in a mangrove in Central Florida, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been on it. Be I know my way about a fa- around a. An airboat or a fan boat, you know, that's where you see all the crocs. So, mm. poor Alex. For some other. reason, I, I, I I'm spending too much time with Yara. So, no, I'm just, I see this <laughs> and I look at, I look at, a, I look at a fan boat and I see your treadmill on a fan boat running the fan. Ooh, I, there's I an idea. Come up with something, some sort of like, you put that 
into Far Cry Six is the the treadmill operated fan boat. I think anyway. that could be that could fit in there. Mount some turrets on it. Oh, any okay. Um, right, maybe back, that back, happens later in the game. Back to Minecraft. Far. Back to Minecraft. Go ahead, Rebecca. Go ahead. Well, aside from mangroves and the swamps, um, we have some new wildlife that come with it. So frogs, tadpoles, and even fireflies. Wow. Um, so yeah, we'll have more to share on the wild update in the coming year. It's not going to be releasing until later. For now, it's mostly concept art and a few random screenshots, but uh, <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be a lot in the spring. <laughs> I know. Thank you. Yes. Um, and then the last thing I'll mention on Minecraft Live is uh, our mob vote. So yes. if you didn't hear about this, it's pretty cool. Um, the last few years, we've actually created different mobs, and then we let the community vote via Twitter during the show live. Um, and then the one that gets the most votes gets implemented into the game. And so this year, we had three different mobs up for vote. Um, we had the Glare, the Alley, and the copper golem um and the winner was the alley and yeah. there were more there were, there were almost two and a half million votes cast in this like hour and a half period it's kind of insane how many like how much engagement we get on the mob vote but it's very cool um but yeah so, when, so, the when, you, so i know you had vote. the vote and you've got all those you know you've got had those three that we just showed right here so when can we expect to see the ally in in the actual in the actual in minecraft in the world that's a great question, which we don't have an answer for. So, uh, we, yeah, sorry. We it kind of depends on like each of the votes have different, or each of the mobs have different functionalities and requirements, sure. and so it kind of takes a while to figure out like which update we can slot them into. So, yep. realistically, probably sometime next year. Um, but in the past, yep. we've been able to do it decently fast. So we'll see. But the alley is pretty cool. It's a it's a little scavenger mob. So if you give it an item, then it'll go off and it'll find like a similar item or or the same mm. item and bring it back to you. Oh, that's cool. Um, but my my personal opinion is that it won because it's the cutest. So uh, let's that's the one I would have voted for, or I did vote for. So I'm, right. I'm happy that Glare Finally, looks like my Glare looks like broken. Oscar the Grouch. That's exactly where <laughs> I went with it. <laughs> And I don't know what copper the golems golem freak me out a bit. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then we don't need to talk about them. All right. Yeah. Thank you for that update. Yeah, it was a lot. Sorry, but uh, there's a lot of exciting stuff coming up with Minecraft. So I hope that everyone checks it out. Let me know what you think. All right, we will do that. And as as, as uh, Rebecca said, head over to the Minecraft YouTube channel because see super cuts of everything and so on and so forth. Jeffrey, what do you got going on? Have you got some more news for us? There's uh, there's actually quite a bit, so I'll move as quickly as possible. So you know about that very easy-to-use Seagate uh, storage expansion card that you may have for your Xbox Series X or S that buys you another uh, one terabyte of hard drive space? Hold on a minute. That's a question. I, I, I wasn't prepared for oh, this, so oh. I'm going to... Uh, why, yes, right, I, I, got ha- it. I, I got it. I have it right here, yeah, Jeffrey. Right here. Why, why do you ask? Uh, because uh, the selection of these cards is... Wait for it. Expanding. What? So wait for applause and laughter. Uh, so uh, the current one that's available is one terabyte. Um, and we've heard that people want different sizes. There's people that want maybe perhaps a, a more affordable version of that. And for them, uh, we are going to be putting out a 512 gigabyte storage that will be available uh, at, for $139.99. Some people want more space. And for them, uh, there is a two Terab- a two terabyte storage expansion card uh, that will be coming out uh, available for pre-order in November for three ninety nine. So the five twelve is available for pre-order today at Walmart. Uh, you can look for a uh, a blog post on Xbox Wired that will take you directly to that. But it's called the Seagate Storage Expansion Card 
for Xbox Series X and S if you just want to, you know, put that in your favorite search engine. Should we tell the story, Jeff? Yes. Yeah, you can tell that. I know where you're going. Do tell. So part of because Jeff and I, you know, and you too, Rebecca, when we're at Xbox, uh, we have the opportunity to sign up for different tests of whether it's hardware, whether it's games. We do internal tests. We don't talk about them. Uh, they're all they're all confidential because sometimes uh, they, that's just the way it is. Uh, but Jeff and I were asked to help test the expansion cards, you know. So we we got an email said, "Hey, you, you've been selected. Come pick it up." So we go pick them up. <laughs> I <laughs> I ended up we didn't know what we were going to get, but I got the two terabyte one, and Jeff got the five twelve. So it was it was a little Look, bit extra of a, space is great. Um, I just also. <laughs> thought I would get the two terabyte and Coincidence? Um, I didn't. So now we know I'm one quarter of a major Nelson. No, that's, that's okay. not true. That's not true at all. Anyway, but it's uh, those, ex- all the details are at news.xbox.com. You can check that out. Go ahead. What else you got, Jeff? All right. So here's something to get excited about. Uh, November 15th, it's Xbox's 20th anniversary. And we are going to be having an, X- an Xbox anniversary celebration uh, on Twitch. And that'll be at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m uh in the uk and uh you can extrapolate the rest from there and so that is a we'll say it's a a a fun digital broadcast so don't expect a showcase of announcements and new games and things like that this is a a celebration of fans of xbox because we would not be here without the fans so something uh if you know you've got some time we would love to have you join us on november 15th I've been uh, cleaning out my garage and finding all sorts of interesting things over my past almost 20 years of oh, Xbox. Yeah? So, yeah, I'll be showing them off on so future you were, shows. You couldn't play this weekend because you were cleaning out the garage, but I'll right. allow it if it's for this. I'm, I'm um, so 20 years for Xbox, huge milestone. 25 million players, another just tremendous milestone to Sea of Thieves. Yes. So 25 million folks have played Sea of Thieves. And so uh, we'd like to thank and congratulate rare for creating just an awesome world for us to spend time in over the course of the last three years and change. Um, there's been 25 additions to the game, which is crazy. Uh, including of course, uh, a pirate's life, which was uh, a huge, huge, uh, addition to the game and, and amazing to play from season four. Yeah. So to celebrate, uh, this, uh, there's a gift of gold and doubloons, uh, to celebrate this milestone. And there is a chance you could enter for a chance to grab 25 million gold. Um, so you'll want to check out cfthes.com, uh, Xbox Wire, and of course, uh, pick up the game on Xbox Where do I game get House my doubloons? Hold on a minute here. I want, in, I want in on this. Where do I get my doubloons? <laughs> uh, well, you can you could look through the, the blog, Larry. Okay. So uh, you'll be able to find it there. Meanwhile, I'm going to... Go ahead. I'm going to just play over here. Of course. Here. Never mind. You just go ahead and do that. So a uh, couple more things. Uh, and coming new to Xbox Game Pass, number of new games being announced uh, this week. Uh, and that's, of course, in addition to uh, everything previously announced, like last week, uh, such as you know Minecraft Job Edition coming uh, to PC. Uh, so Outriders, uh, we've known it's, it's been available since day one on console. And there were a lot of asks for it to be on PC. Well, guess what? That's available now. Uh, another new game coming to Xbox uh, Game Pass for Cloud Colts and Console and PC is Into the Pit. Um, it was funny when Alan Wake 
first uh, the remake came out, people were asking about American Nightmare. Well, guess what? That is now, which was an expansion for Alan Wake. That's now available in Game Pass on Xbox. For, it's the backward compatible version on Xbox uh, uh, from 360 on console and PC. And just a couple other titles. There's a lot here that I want to call out. Uh, the Forgotten City, definitely getting some buzz as being like a really cool game that you you go back in time to ancient Rome and there's some interesting stuff there. And then a game that uh, got a lot of attention is out now uh, during our showcase last year. It was Echo Generation. It takes place, I believe, in the 90s and has like a really cool pixel art style. Uh, and so, I don't know, looks really cool. Definitely something I'm going to be playing uh, actually this week uh more stuff to come uh everspace 2 into into game preview and of course next week age of empires 4 day one on xbox game pass ultimate and game pass for pc i it, it, it's last too much. thing i want to call out it's too much it is too much last thing i'm going to call it real quickly is overwatch it's a game we were i mean we played a lot been, of it's been out that was the five first game now, that was the first game that i played with your daughter that may be the case. Uh, yeah, yes, we've we've definitely had a lot of fun with Overwatch over the years, and uh, they have now improved the game and enhanced it and optimized it for Xbox Series X and S. So it'll look better, run smoother, load faster, and takes advantage of 120 hertz and var- variable refresh rate modes. Uh, so I'm going to download that right now. Yes. Uh, and of course, you can enjoy auto HDR. It's a very bright and vibrant game. So that much more. Uh, there's more details from uh, the lead programmer of Overwatch over on Xbox Wire. But suffice to say, um, pretty exciting that uh, 120 hertz in a multiplayer game, quite uh, quite a, a bump up if you, you've got the display for it. If you've got the hardware to run it, then you should totally check it out. That's that's good stuff. Thanks for that, Jeff. A lot of news this week. And the news is... Uh, so much. I'm out of breath of and not news. just from the from the treadmilling. Next time we, we need to get you on the treadmill <laughs> the entire show, if possible. If, if there was less news, I, I, I could like that plan. There was ne- less news. All right, uh, all right. We're gonna wrap it up because I know we're running out of time, at least for us, because we have our we have to do. You know, there was some we talked about it. There was some questions in the comments last week about. Wait a minute, you guys don't get paid extra for this for these appearances. I'm like, no, no. This is <laughs> this is this is. They get this is they my get, favorite part of the week. I'm so happy to do this. This yeah. is. I mean, it's. I'm not doing email for. Uh, well, that's, an hour. that's I agree. Cool. It's my favorite part of the week because I get to see you and and Rebecca. I get to see you as well from New York. Jeff and I actually went to to lunch. We were we were we were kind of channeling our inner Rebecca mm, in New jealous. York because we because we went we went to a, a delicatessen. We do a nice delicatessen. It was oh, a day that, after yeah. you sent me. Yeah, you had sent me a sandwich that you had on Friday and Saturday. We're like, we got to get something that's close uh, and but, Seattle Dillies, yeah. up and coming, not on the New York level. Nothing is. And I will say, Rebecca, I was um, say, yeah. you know, you know, I'm a big pastrami and deli fan. You can send me those pictures too. I had to look over Jeff's shoulder at, at this <laughs> this delicious sandwich and with this whole spread. You, I couldn't believe. Did you eat that whole thing? I was going to ask. So uh, I ate half. My best friend and I split it, um, but I will say it wasn't a sandwich. It was a pile of meat with twos of bread next yeah, well, to that's, it. That's, that's, like, that's a New York deli. It was. Yeah. Man, it was crazy. It was half corned beef and half pastrami. Uh, both were delicious. I just kind of, kind of like cut it in half, and then I did corned beef on the side, and then pastrami on the side. But I needed right. a nap mm-hmm. after I ate it. <laughs> night, night. But it was good. Anyway, I hope I can see you guys soon, though. I, I miss, I miss getting together. 
Well, you know what? Let's make this yeah. happen. I don't know when, but we're going to make it happen. So anyway, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, any final words before we go? Otherwise, we can let folks go. Any Anything you want to say, Jeff or Rebecca? I just need my, my uh, sports drink now, some Gatorade or something. All right. I know you need to relax. <laughs> Rebecca, I hope you have a, a nice week in New York there soon, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again. And we'll be back next week with a brand new show, more news, more interviews, more stuff, and more fun. So thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Remember, as Jeff likes to say, like, subscribe, leave feedback, let us know what you think. <laughs> hit, us up, hit, us up on, uh, hit us up on social, on Twitter. There's all our handles below. Uh, and what else? What are you doing there, Jeff? What are you doing? I'm pointing to it, but ineffectively. Oh. I should have done that. Anyway, I have a small square to work with here. I got no, wait a minute. Square. This this is this is easy. Left and right is hard. Up and down is easy. I don't know what you were doing. Well, if I'm pointing up, up my. It, anyway. It's, anyway. All right, gang. Hit the we'll credit. see you guys next week. Bye bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.